0: What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low, net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the
1: leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.
0: Thank you for calling
1: 423-GET-FAME. That's
0: 423-GET-FAME. I would
1: tell you to leave a message, but the truth is, I don't really care. I've had this hotline open for months, and not one of you jokers have what it takes to be famous like me. So leave a message if you want, but don't expect a call back. I've got way more important things to do than to waste my time on losers like Masquerida Sagrada and you all. Thank
0: you, and have a nice day.
1: Hey there, folks, and welcome to Season 2, Episode 16 of the Grave Consequences Podcast. My name is Caleb Baldwin. Follow me on Twitter at IamCalebB. You can follow Greg at XMaserati. This is, of course, the Grave Consequences Podcast. We're reviewing Season 2, Episode 16 of Lucha Underground, the title being Grave Conce- Graver Consequences. Uh, my suggested alternate title is Grave Consequences to Electric Boogaloo. I think Greg's got some other suggestions. We'll see what we end up going with. Um,
0: yeah, my only of, concern is I think we used electric boogaloo already because it's already been two.
1: Oof. Yeah, we did that with Aztec Warfare. Yeah. Yeah. Um, hit him with your that first one you told me.
0: Okay. We can do it.
1: And, uh, okay, let's see here. Oh, folks, guys, check out, uh, every Wednesday night after AEW Dynamite, check out Eddie and Caleb's HeroCast that covers hero movies. Pretty good stuff, pretty good stuff. The recording date is September 28th. And how are you doing on this lovely Tuesday night, sir? Besides tired.
0: Yeah, uh, well, uh, the sum up my week, I, the, one of the easiest worst things that happened to me was my microwave broke. And may not seem like a big big deal to most people, uh, but when you're a bachelor, you tend to have a lot of leftovers, right? Mm-hmm. So that's kind of like a, like a paper cut, if you will, when it comes to yeah. appliances breaking. Um, it has not been a great week for me, Caleb. It's been uh, pretty shitty, but I was actually going to ask you, did you guys already do the Tom Jane Punisher? We did
1: that because uh, we're recording into 2007 now, so we did Damn that it. a while back now.
0: Damn. <laughs> I, I will...
1: That. I'll tell you what. I'll send you the list of upcoming movies and um, that don't already have guests attached to them, and uh, we can see if any of those interest you.
0: You're not interested in the four-man booth?
1: Uh, it, it's just hard to coordinate, that's all. And it, it, and it gets kind of... Uh, Congested, as it were, because I already cut people off bad enough. I already cut off one guy bad enough. True. Magic bring it to three people.
0: But what if that's someone's kink, right?
1: Oof. Yeah, your your kink is being cut off on a podcast. Yeah, that's or why
0: listening to people get cut off.
1: Exactly. Fair enough. Fair enough. Maybe that's why we've done this for so long because I love to cut you off and you love to be cut off.
0: I'm assuming that's our demo.
1: Hmm. That's hot, dude. Yeah, it's pretty. <laughs> oh my gosh! Enough with the the
0: the goofiness. Will not they?
1: The silliness. Yeah, the, this isn't will they? Won't they? <laughs> the, I know they won't, and I don't want them to. <laughs> oh my! That's,
0: maybe God. that should be the title.
1: Yes. Yes. I know, I know they won't. I know they won't, and I don't want them to. <laughs> well, speaking of will they? Won't they? dario meets delgado at a restaurant and he's late that's never a good sign nope dario pays off delgado and he's very quick to try to leave and delgado's like hey hey, hey calm down there buddy no need to rush it's like like even dario is scared of this guy like mm-hmm. we have hardly seen dario this scared of anyone
0: well haven't you do, do you remember renegade because he has a reason to be scared of lorenzo Lamas.
1: I do not remember Renegade. I know you brought it up to me, but I am balls deep in a future Futurama rewatch right now. So
0: those, and, those of us olds who remember the 90s and remember yeah. Thunder in Paradise and Baywatch and all those types of shows, uh, we remember. And we, we understand fully Dario's respect yeah. for this man.
1: Yeah. Well, Dario orders a drink and he orders a cerveza. Or beer for those of you who are uncultured and don't know translation. And Delgado quickly corrects him, and he says, "You know what? He's getting a whiskey, and you're going to fill my glass up again." So Delgado's just flexing his muscle here because he he wants to feel power over someone. He's a very insecure man. I can tell that for sure.
0: Hmm. Well, you know it's it's anecdotal, uh, but I when I was a youngling. I applied for a job at, at GameStop. You know, I worked at GameStop for a little bit. And my first interview with the DM, whose name will be unnamed because uh, that could get me in trouble. We'll just I was call there. Greg. Huh? We'll just
1: call him Greg to avoid confusion.
0: Yeah, that won't confuse anybody. <laughs> um, he shows up 45 minutes. Like, I'm, I'm meeting him, and if anyone's ever had a mall job, sometimes you get interviews in the food court. Uh, so I'm sitting in the food court, dressed up in, like, not a suit, but, like, a, you know, button-up shirt, a tie, and, and some slacks for a mall job, which, you know, you, it always feels weird when you dress up for jobs that you don't dress up for. Yeah. Uh, especially for, like, you know, a job when you're working at, like, a GameStop. But he shows up 45 minutes late, and the interview goes, fine, I get the job. And later, I'm talking to people I work with, and I'm like, yeah, the only weird thing about my interview is that he showed up so late to it uh like i mean i could have showed up later and people were like oh no no he's doing that's a power move he's trying to flex his muscle and i was like and i was shocked because i was like wow what a pointless thing to do i'm I'm applying for a cashier job at a GameStop. like you don't really i mean who has power who doesn't have power over me <laughs> <laughs> i was like, but that that kind of seems like what dario was attempting to do and he failed
1: yeah absolutely he failed miserably for sure miserably. because he is the inferior here. He's the inferior here. And Del- Delgado says, like, hey, you're getting sloppy. And not only that, I wouldn't be shocked if there's an inside man. And Dario's like, no, no, I would know. I would know if they had an inside man. Come on.
0: If this was filmed in 2021, Dario would have been like, "Or do you mean inside women?
1: <laughs> um, <laughs> Excuse me, Lorenzo Lamas, I think you mean inside person.
0: yeah. <laughs> inside persons
1: yeah so delgado referring to his boss not the mayor but his other one and the verbiage he uses like they're getting into this is borderline jump the shark where they're going he's like when his dissension is complete he's going to come to see the temple personally referring to delgado's boss and Dario is shocked and scared by this news because the implication, I gather, is they work for the Antichrist.
0: The implications. Yeah, I mean, I'm assuming there's some kind of folklore, Aztec mm-hmm. folklore for who they might be working for. Yeah. But it gets kind of muddy because it seems like it's a, un, it's a secret society. It's a lot of good stuff, actually. And it's weird that they I actually had this thought. And I think I was saving it for the next episode, but you know, it's kind of weird the types of feuds they focus on when they have all this real backstory. Like they have the seven tribes; of each medallion is a tribe, and we do eventually see all the tribes form, uh, but they don't really talk about that much. It's almost like they were afraid to get too deep, or maybe they they couldn't get the people they wanted. But you know, they focused on. Uh, you know, the uh, Jesse and the Rippers. yeah. And I think we're going to see I'm not sure if it's this episode or in the next episode. <clears throat> we'll see that they're not focusing on them anymore.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, not only that, by the way, spoiler alert for their boss, be it whatever it is, the Antichrist or whoever. This person shows up in the series finale, by the way. We see him for like five seconds, maybe something like hmm. that.
0: Uh, you're you, right. And I, I was, are you going to spoil it?
1: No, we're not going to spoil it. Oh, but, okay. You know, I mean, that that would be bad news if I did that.
0: Yeah.
1: Okay. But anyway, <laughs> um, let's see here. Oh, we had an Aztec medallion match uh, Mr. Cisco versus Cortez Castro versus Joey Ryan. So we've got The Wire competing against each other. And this match is short, there's really nothing going on here. Uh, he's so sleazy chant for Joey Ryan. They're not wrong. And Joey Ryan gets the win with a schoolboy,
0: a really weak schoolboy.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, this would this is this feud, and you know what I'm talking about. this feud kind of goes further out. This is only the begin. this is like the this the the early stages of it. We saw it before between uh, uh, not Castro.. Um, yeah, Castro, Cortez Castro and Joey Ryan. And you see a little bit of the captain that they report to, but they could have used this storyline to really get into, like, the underground society part of it. Like, Lucha Underground, when I look at it, it's almost a lot of those horror movies you see now. Yeah. Where there's, like, a secret society or there's, <laughs> you know, ancient gods. Like, like the really weird ones, like, maybe even Mandy with uh, Nicolas Cage, that's the weirdest <laughs> one, or even The Void. Cabin uh, in the... Cabin in the Woods. Yeah. It's, 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 there's a lot of that in there. But they said they either tend to get their feet wet in the storyline and not really have the courage to really get into it. Yeah. Or they dispose of it. Are like, why are we, there's a lot of Tejano versus, you know, uh, uh, anybody Chavo feuds when like they really, no one wants that. No one cares. And you really could have spent that time doing stuff setting things up are really you know uh building on what you've already built it just seems like there's a lot of uh times where they're either avoiding their main storyline you don't always like you can you can go off you can have different feuds it's not like a a concrete rule but they they just kind of like get close to it and they're afraid to uh you know and and i think with the audience they got they could have gone all the way
1: yeah I would also like to add that Joey Ryan put the medallion next to his penis. Yes. Yep. That's the kind of guy we're dealing with there. After that, Mil Muertes got caught again doing a tactical whitey.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it never gets old. It's a secret Cat- man cave where Katrina catches him Cat- touching himself.
1: Mm hmm. It's always, always great when that happens. Uh, Katrina says she's been waiting. A really long time, specifically one hundred and ninety-seven years for this moment. So I guess like the gist here, and she even says it like, hey, you know, before you you know, you close the lid, you have to watch me give Matanza the lick of death. And apparently, if she can do that, both of them can become immortal. So says Katrina, which I mean, I thought she kinda already was, but
0: I think she meant. But I, I, I don't I don't think it's that literal. I think it's more like, you know, if I get control of Matanza, because that's what the Lick of Death would do. If she put him in the coffin with the Lick of Death, she would get control over him. Mm-hmm. So I think it's more like we'll be in power forever. Fair enough. Because could stop us.
1: Fair enough. So the lick of death itself is more symbolic. But if you do the lick of death before they get put in the coffin, it gives you a power over them.
0: That's what I'm that's the implication I got. I I mean, I could be wrong because. I mean, she is already immortal. I think her power wanes over time, we find out. And she has to do things to get more power. That Mm -hmm. could be it, too. Uh, Like she doesn't like she's you find out later. Spoilers. Uh, I guess, but, like, her power is waning. A mm. bit. Uh, and she needs fuel. Even gods need to eat something.
1: Yeah, fair enough. Anyway, they, Katrina and Mil Muertes leave, and we see stalking, you know, after them, sort of, King Cuerno.
0: Very brave, very brave, or very crazy crazy hunter mm-hmm.
1: uh just i i take it as more pissed than anything like he he realizes he was a patsy and he paid for it and ah uh, maybe he's out for blood now
0: i mean i'm not sure how he didn't realize he was the patsy all along when he agreed to never challenge for the title after <laughs> getting pretty, it
1: pretty obvious like yeah you're a patsy dude like even to whatever uh, even ray phoenix is like dude like i thought i was in simp territory last season no, no, you're even worse, man.
0: <laughs> yeah, he, he's uh, he he did promise her that he was the hunter.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So it's mm-hmm. interesting. I like Quero. It's just like it's kind of like, dude, like, why are you upset? Like, the, you you you, she she asked you to do something, you said yes, and then you got upset about it. So he's yeah. he's a little bit like most people on the show. A lot of people on the show are crazy, especially yeah. uh, some of the people that show up on tomorrow's episode,
1: the next week's episode.
0: Next week's episode.
1: <laughs> hey, after this, we have a rematch of sorts for the trios championship. We have the Lucha Gods, um, Rey Mysterio, Prince Puma, and El Dragon Azteca Jr. Against, as I wrote it, Jesse and Johnny and the Ripper. Uh, because Evilise, okay, is there. And Helico is hurt. So Ivalice and Son of Havoc need a partner. And Dario Cueto brought them one. And it was Johnny Mundo.
0: Which, if you think about it, that's a pretty good partner.
1: On paper, it's a good partner.
0: On paper. Well, you know, if they were heels, it would have been fine.
1: Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, Let's see here. Oh, by the way, of course, Mundo brought Taya with him. Because he... And,
0: needs- sorry, go ahead.
1: I was going to say he needs his heater.
0: He needs his heater and uh, this is why I interrupted you because uh, I want to get this in so we don't glance over it, gloss over it. But uh, Stryker actually compares Tyeth throughout the match to how Evelise uh, was in the first season, like constantly shrieking, getting in the way, you know, jumping in when she's not needed, uh, and and she does. What's so special about Hero Bread soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. And she does distract Eva Lee, and, and Stryker does point out, like you know, she's doing what to Eva what Eva did to uh, you know Big Boy voice Matt Cross uh, mm-hmm. the first season when they were when they were heels, which wasn't very long ago.
1: Yeah, yeah, it was only like a season and a half ago. It's it's wild how far we've come.
0: Got a bone to pick with you too, because you said that they amplified his voice a lot. I saw I actually watched MLW recently. Loved it. It's yeah. great. Uh but his voice isn't it's it's not that it's it's pretty deep. I mean, yeah, but nobody's
1: voice is actually that deep is what I No, saying.
0: it's digitally enhanced, but he does have a big boy voice.
1: Yeah. Fair enough. Why the hell are you watching MLW to be
0: It came on my YouTube. It was like a whole freaking show.
1: Yeah. Whole freaking show. I was like, sure, I'll watch free wrestling. Yeah, absolutely. I got nothing better to do. Watched all the porn I can, so let's watch some free wrestling. There you go. Ayo. Uh, By the way, there was a really cool spot where Ray and Son of Havoc caught each other's legs, and they agreed to, on the count of three, let each other go. So it's a nice little uh, bit of brevity.
0: Yeah, they were doing the mirror Thing quite a bit with Havoc and Rey Mysterio. I'm not sure if this ever materializes in anything, but they were really trying to make you think, like, hey, well, this this Havoc guy can really go with Rey. That would be a great match to have to see who's the better guy. Uh, my favorite moment was uh, when Vamp points out, because Johnny Mundo uh, flips the bird to, I think, Ivalice uh, when she wants to get tagged in, and uh vampiro says yeah that's the international signal for no i'm not tagging out <laughs> so i love that moment i never caught it the first time i watched the, the episode yeah
1: um let's see here throughout the match we'll go get some blind tags in there because again bad partner at least in this situation bad partner when he doesn't necessarily want to tag with anyone
0: yeah
1: and- Prince Puma gets the win with a 630 after a 619 by Rey Mysterio. And the titles are retained. So no new champion tonight so far. And the trios champions kind of walk off in the background as Taya jumps Evilise. I guess they're like, ah, not my chicken. Not my farm, not my chicken.
0: I mean, this is after they lost, so like, what do they care?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I I whatever. Um <laughs> not a strong match in my opinion. The the matches tonight have not been strong.
0: I agree. I they kind of fed them this match and you know it's I was thinking about how wildly good this this Trios team is. And I think we both know who they lose to and it's kind of like wow like they really never you know. They use this as a they successfully use this, this Trios to springboard Dragon Teka pretty smoothly into where he ranks in on the card, right? Yeah. Uh, but other than that, you know, they didn't really have a roster for these guys to fight for trios. They, they couldn't like, this is another missed thing is they have a trios belt, but how many trios teams did they have?
1: Yeah, no, it, it's wild to me because like, and that's the thing, LU is like one of the best promotions to do the trios belt. And even they had those moments where they don't have enough trios for the thing.
2: Exactly. Have-
1: for the
0: thing and they could have brought in you know i think aew does as well they could just brought in some local talent or something just to have like a mini feud and you can have that talent lose the feud ultimately and make this team or other teams strong enough to the point where they can challenge you know i don't know i I, it would i like i like tag matches a lot now like aew because i it's it's kind of reinvented you know not reinvented but there hasn't been a lot of tag great tag team uh, stuff that doesn't involve the elite. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm sure it's out there. It's just not, you know, prevalent. And I think Luch Underground could have had that. Uh, but I digress.
1: That's fine. Uh, we are about to start the Graver Consequence match for the lucha underground championship and we get a long shot of melissa santos's back during the intro for some reason it was weird you know it's like when you would watch um
0: like a horror movie what's that now like a horror movie
1: no i was gonna say like when you'd watch like mancers and it would have like a tight shot on a on a woman's ass or something
0: oh (laughs) oh my god is that show still around
1: uh, I doubt it. I doubt it. Uh, but either way, the parade of the dead, as I called them, bring out all the coffins and everything. And during this procession, the lighting is green. It's a nice touch, man.
0: I love the graver consequence or the grave consequences matches. I mean, even this, I wasn't really excited for it. Cause like you, like you and me both feel like we weren't too excited about Matanza, but I was actually blown away by this match. I, I really enjoyed it. I wouldn't tell someone yeah. to go out of their way to watch it, but You know, just being a fan of Lucha Underground, uh, this was way better than I remember it being.
1: Yeah, Uh, this was this was very good. Uh, We had Mill spearing Matanza through chairs on the floor, which that that was awesome. Matanza even power bombs Mill Muertes on top of one of the coffins outside the ring. Like, it's wild.
0: Did they did they start calling his spear the Titans Trident? 'Cause that's what Met Stryker. I didn't know if it was a one-time thing or if that's actually the name of his spear.
1: I didn't hear that, but that doesn't necessarily surprise me. But that does sound like a one-off thing. I don't okay. remember being called that throughout the series. Matanza at one point loosens a buckle on the in the corner, but takes too long and Milmortes gets the advantage. Matanza goes for an Urinage into the coffins. But Mill counters and hits a flatliner that majorly dents three coffins.
0: Do they? This was one of my favorite, even though they're not really tall men. This is this is one of my favorite big men matches. Yeah, uh, just because throughout the match, Mill was trying his t- usual, you know, big guy bully tactics, like mm-hmm. slugging it out. He was trying to use that that turnbuckle hook, yeah. uh, but Matanza outpowered him each time like not drastically but it's just it's just like when you when those power moves like when he's fighting against puma he'll like that that'll be his comeback as he slugs puma right yeah. against matanza it wasn't as much of a burial as you know i think me and you remember it but you know he would do his moves but the matanza would just do his move later like he yeah. couldn't he couldn't come out it was it was too equal You know, when they were doing it, it wasn't like, oh, Mill's dominating because he's doing his big man shit. It's like, oh, now Matanza's dominating with his big man shit, so.
1: Basically, like, yeah, Matanza is too big for Mill to just be able to bully him.
0: My uh, favorite part is, and it still was cool to me, Mm -hmm. uh, at first it was funny when he put the (laughs) chainmail glove on. (laughs) Yeah, the coal miners glove, as they called it. Dude, even the announcers were like, is that chainmail? Like what's that going to do? But then I then he starts punching him. And it's like, oh, I guess that would kind of suck to get punched with someone yeah. wearing chainmail.
1: Yeah, uh, that would that would cut. But oh, by the way, the turntables turn, man. Think about it. Season 1, Milmoreth tears the mask of Phoenix during the grave consequences match. This time, Matanza tears the mask of Milmoreth and like we can see like hair and bloody eye everything.
0: Did you uh, my did you the the, my favorite part, though, and the crowd loved it, too, is when you think the match is over because Matanja is like shutting the lid on uh, Mill. Yeah. And then you hear a few bumps. And I remember thinking I thought it again because I was like, oh, is this even though I knew it was going to succeed. I was like, oh, man, what if he didn't succeed with what he's trying to do? But he punches out of the coffin. Dude.
1: (laughs) So I wrote it down as like, here's what I wrote down. Milmorth's hand bursts through the coffin like Freddy's claw and Jason goes to hell.
0: Very much so. (laughs) And then he grabs Matanza's shirt and pulls him into the coffin to kind of like slam his face into it. Mm -hmm. Uh, Even though I knew it succeeded because I'd seen it before, I was like, man, what if this is like a spinal tap thing and he can't do the spot because he's in the wrong coffin or
2: something? (laughs) (laughs)
1: Oh, my God, that's funny, dude. Uh, coffins are expensive, and they've beaten up three of them. It's mm. no wonder El Rey cut their budget in later seasons,
0: dude. Oh, definitely. Yeah, they, they – and they destroyed – it wasn't like they had four coffins and, th- like, three of them could go out unscathed and be returned. No. I think they broke all of them. They tore one in half.
1: Three of them were completely unusable, and one of them, it's like you would have to do work to refurbish it.
0: What if they were to be like, hey, are you fans of Lucha Underground? Did anyone you know die? Want to use oh. one of our coffins?
1: <laughs> oh my God, that's a great business idea. <laughs> it's completely uh, gross. What's the worst or uh, what's it like? Most disgusting promotional tactic that uh, yes. the Observer runs. That that would win that if, the, if they had done that.
0: For Imagine sure. people do funeral selfies. Imagine someone like some wrestling fan... Uh, posing with, like, a dead loved one, be like, hey, you know, tagging PW Torch or whatever. Okay. Like, <laughs> how bad of a of a look that would be. Uh
1: yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Katrina and Dario have kind of been, you know, they, they've had their moments in this match, and, and one they had in particular was Katrina slapping down Dario Cueto, and she immediately eats a chair shot to the back by Matanza.
0: Yeah, man, she, he he messed her up.
1: He sure did. He sure did. Matanza then grabs the stone, and Katrina is put in a coffin by Matanza. So at this point, you know, he he has no stone to power him up. He has no Katrina to offer moral support. Mil Muertes is, he's flying blind, you know? It's just instinct now.
0: And I think he threw the stone in the coffin with her, too.
1: He did, he did. Yes, he did. Let's see
0: here.
1: Where did I? Okay. Meal has Matanza in prime position for a coffin, but Matanza puts his hands up to stop him from closing the lid. Matanza gets out after a throat punch.
2: Mm -hmm. There's
1: a power bomb on the coffin. Meal eats Wrath of the Gods, and it was supposed to be really cool. It's like, okay, he eats Wrath of the Gods, the lid shuts, that's it. Well, here's the problem. Uh, Jeff Cobb was not in good position. So when he hit Wrath of the Gods, uh, Matanza, Jeff Cobb's arm was like in the way of the lid actually closing.
0: Yeah. And it looked like you just put him in there like a baby. Like, cause he just, cause he has to do a spin move. And he has to, he's not facing it when he starts the spin move. Uh, And I like Wrath of the Gods. Yeah. But it, it didn't work. It was very weak. And it's unfortunate because. You know the like I said the first time I think me and you watched it, we probably didn't like it because we were really big mill and we still are mill Mortes fans uh, but and this this did way way better because I think we took it maybe a little we, we liked mill we didn't like some other guy with a cheesy Jason gimmick coming in and, and stealing his his spot, you know yeah. especially when we didn't think there was much to it, but you know it worked this actually was a great match, and uh Mill doesn't look too weak until the finish,
1: yeah, yeah uh the like i said the end was very clunky the titles retained and Dario goes to open the coffin which was housing Katrina and it's empty
0: she's uh got magic i suppose so she's uh
1: she's a witchy woman yes see how high she flies oh uh, let's see here the the parade of death come back to collect Millmoreth and who is helping out that procession in a very prominent spot but King Cuerno? Mm-hmm. So he's gonna see to it that Mil Muertes faces death once again. After this, Delgado assumingly meets his boss, and we don't we don't see them, but Delgado is very scared, and he does say he I believe he refers to him as my lord.
0: Yes, you're right.
1: Yes. So, a little bit more in the lore of Lucha Underground there to end the show. It's time to grade. I'm going to be honest, this was a weak episode that was carried by an above average coffin match.
2: Mm.
1: And I'm going to give it a C.
0: You see what else happened on here. Um Yeah, I think that's fair. I think a C is fair cuz it wasn't there wasn't anything egregious about it, but They've had better matches, I like I said, we were able to enjoy it, I think the second time through uh, it was yeah. very enjoyable in fact, except for the weak finish uh which like and a finish can ruin a match like the, the... here's
1: the here's the thing I don't even like find that as weak, I just find it as kind of clunky um and not out of like not out of design, just by accident, just by bad positioning,
0: yeah, it can happen uh but it yeah. does ruin the match um. Mm-hmm. Especially when you consider, and and then if you start comparing his other matches with Phoenix, uh, it's just, you know, we I, if we're gonna recommend the Grave Consequences match, our episode, or even episode, it's not gonna be this one.
1: Yeah, exactly. Which is funny because this is called the Grave Consequences podcast because of how great the first one is, and how mm-hmm. much we love it, and here we are, you know. But folks, that is the show check out everything else here on the social suplex podcast network uh we have solo. we have a solo feed that you may be listening to right now we thank you for listening and remember that if you get put in a coffin and someone's arm is in the way you, it may take a minute before you have to suffer grave consequences